Paper Cut Podcast strives to be evocative and inclusive. Every Monday, we cut below the surface with folks that make the Winnipeg arts and culture scene thrive. Welcome to Paper Cut Podcast. My name is Jared Gocha. I'm Olivia Michaelcheck. We're here with Laura Brand. Please hey, tell hey. us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I do a bunch of stuff, mainly communications realm. Uh, I went to creative communications and that led to all, all sorts of things. I started at Manitoba Music, working in music there. Uh, worked for a little label called Head in the Sand. I currently do all of the digital marketing, a little bit of PR work, but mostly the kind of internet stuff for the Forks. I do some publicity work for a company called Pop Entertainment and Management. A lot of freelance stuff ranging from photography to social media to PR stuff. So like publicity for bands, music festivals. Uh, the Forks is the only company company I do it for, uh, but mostly kind of arts, music related things. And you chose consciously, like in Creecom, that this is where you wanted to focus in, like the arts and music sort of scene. Yeah, it kind of. Well, I guess it kind of came later. Uh, I went into Creecom wanting to be a photojournalist. I've done photography work for a long time, uh, and then kind of fell into PR just because I liked chatting with people and doing events and all that kind of stuff and uh and I was like I really like music I have these skills that sometimes musicians need or festivals need so why not lend them to music and I've been a music lover my whole life I don't play any music but I grew up dancing and music is like essential obviously so it just kind of like fell in together and then I got that placement at Manitoba Music and absolutely loved it so, uh, yeah, I've made a point of working with almost exclusively the Forks is sort of my exception uh, in music. What are some of your favorite bands in the city right now? My favorite bands in the city. Since we're on it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've really been liking what Taylor Jensen's been doing. Uh, she's so young. I like it's It's always shocking when somebody that young is just so full of raw talent and uh, her songwriting is just very honest and her live shows are crazy. Like people just fill up rooms. And I remember at Real Love, like she, she had her tweener set and everybody came into the whale and was just like mesmerized by this girl. Uh, so her, there's this indigenous kind of hip hop, kind of does the like rock hip hop uh, borderline thing there called Sebastian Gaskin. Oh, yeah. Oh. He is really good. I got to do a little bit of stuff with him for the Indigenous Music Awards uh, and Northern Touch Music Festival, and he is just super talented. His songs are great. He's got such an awesome voice. Uh, Finn, I saw really recently at Nuit Blanche, and they're super good. I hadn't seen them live before. I kind of see them all individually. They play in a bunch of bands, but never together. So I'd say those are probably three that stick out to me right now. And have you, and you've worked with Sebastian, have you worked with the other two? No. No? I really, <laughs> uh, Taylor Jensen's getting so much attention so fast mm -hmm. that, uh, well, I guess I should mention that I'm launching my own official company oh, in, cool. sometime in the new year. Yeah, it'll be called Leisure Suite. It'll be somewhat of a record label, somewhat of a kind of more fee-for-service agency, uh, and yeah, I have yet to sit down with Taylor Jensen. We had a meeting, but I was too sick. 
so I'll revisit that. But she, I think she has a bit of a team around her. I would love to work with her. Mm-hmm. Finn, I'm not exactly sure what they're up to. They've released some music. Uh, it'd be worth talking to them, though. They're, they're really talented guys. Put on a really fun live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you make it a point of knowing a lot of things about bands that are more than just their music, like what label they're with or like who the members are. It seems like that might be something that would be essential to your work. And does that sometimes like bleed into your personal life that, you know, like so much about this particular band? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's important stuff when you're working with a band to just like, like know who they are and if they are in other bands, will that conflict with the work that you're doing? Um, if, yeah, like say one member is touring super heavily with a different band, so they're not able to do stuff. Um, yeah, it's and then if a person's on a label already, um, then obviously like I'm not going to scoop them as a label. Maybe I'll do some fee-for-service stuff. Uh, but yeah, it does totally bleed into my personal life. I feel like all my friends are musicians and everyone I know is music industry. And so sometimes trying to be like, okay, this is personal this is business. Uh, but I think I've gotten a pretty good handle on that, being able to kind of separate the two. Hmm. On on the personal business um, topic, being in PR, you're handling the social media for the Forks, right? Yeah, totally. Um, do you, like, as a profession, do you find that bleeds over into your personal social media use and, like, how you interact with people or how you use social media? Yeah, to definitely, definitely. I get... I think I get a little burnt out of social media when I'm doing it, especially for the forks in the common, because it's so 24 uh, seven with bands. It's a bit different because I get to hand it back to them. But with the forks and the common, it's all me. There's another person on the team that kind of takes it whenever like I've been sick for a little bit. So uh, uh, she took it on for a little bit, but mostly it's me all the time. So every day I have to be checking something. So when I use social media, I, I don't. I, <laughs> I look at stuff on social media. I'll scroll through and like pictures, but posting or anything like that, even like interacting with people, I don't do a whole lot, which is like a huge social media no-no, technically. Like you're supposed to be engaging with people, uh, which I do for the forks. I just don't for myself. You could be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And yeah. especially when you're, you're like on all the time and having, I check my phone probably every 15 minutes. And it's a horrible habit. So adding my own social media to that would just be way, way, way too much. So I I know um, that a lot of people will view their social media, like their personal social media, as their brand. Do Do you find that all? Like, is there any kind of correlation between you as a professional and your social media presence and brand personally? Yeah, absolutely. I, um... There, there is a like a line. I say like as a future business owner, there will be a difference between the social media for my business and for me. But um, people like anything else, a company, a band, um, a person, like you'll, they'll look at your social media and make assumptions about you if they don't know you. Um, so personally, I'm always making sure that the stuff that I do have up there is in line with everything that I think as a person or like what I want my aesthetic to look like, um, kind of looks like how I dress sometimes. Uh, but it, it definitely has to cross over. Even if you don't mean it to, it, it absolutely does. Like I think of, um, Jen Dirksen and their social media and it's, 
it's very genuinely Jen. Uh, and I think that's the case for most people that I know. Uh, yeah, like they, you, it will be a reflection of you, whether you try to make it or not. Mm-hmm. So some, as someone that works in social media, making Instagram posts and things like that, what are some like tips as a, like a business or as a person, like days to post, times to post, what to post, how long your captions, you have to be conscious of all of those things? Yeah, that is completely dependent on who your audience is. So for the forks, for example, um, our kind of main audience is probably people around our age, like late 20s, early 30s, who... I'm like not to- in my late 20s yet. So I'm actually, <laughs> no. I get 10, I get 10 more I days. <laughs> I get 10 more days. 10 more days? When's your birthday? October 23rd. If mm. I could do math, I could have figured that out. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Unless it's the 14th. No, it nine more days, and then I'm in my late 20s. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So nice. math wasn't on. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, late 20s, early yeah, 30s. Yeah, so... Uh, and we know that they like to go out. They like they will spend a bit more money. They uh, will come skating. They like an act- active lifestyle. They like biking. They like uh, hanging out in the cold because they know to bundle up. They won't just hide um, at home. They probably live downtown-ish, like whether that's Corden, Wosley, somewhere close. So um they might have a young family. So we're we're talking directly to those people. We're posting, well, now the time of day is kind of hard because of the algorithms with Facebook. Twitter is it's all like chronological. So that one's kind of easy. You do it when people are waking up in the morning at lunch, when they get off work. Uh, those are typically the times you would post for Twitter. But for Facebook and Instagram, it's so random. It's it appears hours later. I mean, you could be scrolling through something and it says three days later. So there's no way of predicting it. But the type of stuff you post, for example, like uh, it's about paying attention. So I can tell that people really like photos that we post that have kind of a a, a wider angle of the fork so they can see some type of forks monument, whether that be the uh, museum or the we call it the dolphin, the thing in the harbor, the red light i guess uh yeah and they like things about families dogs uh beer (laughs) so yeah like for for the forks i can very easily tell what people are going to like Mm -hmm. the common is even easier because people are there to drink beer and wine so talk about beer talk about wine Mm -hmm. um for a band or a music festival that again totally depends on your audience and even just the language you use i'm going to use a very different well language for festival de voyageur versus like real love french or english doesn't matter but just like the type of words you use and phrases that you know the people you're talking to so just talk to them like they're real people just mm-hmm. talk to them like they're your friends and usually like seeming like a real human works way better than trying to really sell people on something like, if I'm like, come to the Forks and buy a beer, they're like, no. <laughs> but if I'm like, we're drinking this beer and this is what this beer tastes like, I'm like, hmm, maybe I want to try that. Right. So how does the plan shift from a company uh, as big as the Forks to, let's say, a band? Yeah, for a band, it's, I think, much more personality driven. Uh, I, 
I don't know about you guys, but I love when I can see like a band's personality on their Instagram stories. I like when they're posting often and telling you what they're up to. So if they're um, in the studio recording something, show me. If uh, you're, I don't know, just like hanging out, having breakfast, show me that too. Like you're, you're actual like people that people want to know and um, kind of hang out with via the internet. So yeah, like just, I think just being more of like the personal Instagram, I guess. Uh, just just chat with people and yeah, be be real. Yeah. And engage with people too. Um, like reposting when people post about your band on Instagram or whatever. Like you can repost the Instagram story or even posts. You can put that on your Instagram story or reposting things. People like when you engage with them. It's, it's really just, yeah, a, again, like acting like a human. Yeah. And building it's a it's about community so building a community online and there are some kind of technical things like you don't put a url in an instagram caption because it doesn't work i hate link when people bio. do that yeah, yeah. link in bio link in bio yeah <laughs> link in bio works i guess it's kind of your only option unless you have over ten thousand followers and you can do the swipe up thing oh that's what it co- takes ten thousand followers yeah it's a humbling thing when you go to do it and you can't yeah <laughs> you're like, damn. i check myself yeah yeah so there's that and just like removing a link when you have a preview on facebook like once you put the link in you can remove it oh uh and the link still appears i didn't (laughs) there you go hot tip yeah yeah so there, there are a few things like that and i think that's mostly where people like me come in handy for a band i don't want to be writing captions for them um I'll sort of create more of a schedule and being like, post about this, this day, this, this day, make sure you're posting often, kind of more of a policing than a um, writing captions, because it's, banned social medias are so dependent on their personalities, and Mm -hmm. I am not them, so... I will be very hesitant if people are like, can you just take it? Just take my social media. Like, no. Yeah. No, we can work together on it, but I'm not going to just take the whole thing because it won't seem honest, I don't think. And then it's just pointless because people don't like things that aren't honest. Right. Yeah. So if somebody were to hire you to work with their social media, it would be like a, a schedule of like when to post and what to post. Like, can you give us an example? You don't have to use yeah. like an example of a band unless you want to. That'd be cool. But I mean, like, <laughs> I think that's probably like a privacy thing. But yeah, uh, for a band that would be paying me to do social media for like say a monthly basis. So they pay me per month, and that month I do stuff. Uh, that would cover probably taking some photos. I would hang out with them just to kind of create some content. That could be them jamming uh, a show, again, having breakfast, like whatever. Uh, so they have that kind of bank of photos to to pull upon when they are posting. And I would create a kind of a schedule being like, you need to post this often. Uh, and yeah, like this day, this day, this day, this day you post this kind of thing. So you're ha- you have a show two weeks from now. Make sure you're posting about that show maybe every three days or mentioning it you don't have to be like this is the poster every three days Mm -hmm. but because that's annoying (laughs) yeah super annoying Mm. uh 
But even just like a little mention on an Instagram story, just like even in parentheses in the very tiny font, P.S. We have a show in three days. Just Mm -hmm. reminding people because people, it takes a lot for people to actually like buy a ticket. Uh, Yeah, so that, uh, it would also be, I think, uh, going through and liking stuff. That's super important too. Even through their feed. So I would definitely have access to their social media going through their feed and liking stuff because people that's something that kind of goes on the back burner I think they'll post something and then switch it to their own Instagram account and just leave it like that Mm -hmm. Um, but you have to be posting or liking stuff you have to be liking stuff in the explore feature too because then you're more likely to appear in the explore feature and that's just Mm -hmm. like algorithm things huh interesting Uh, yeah Uh, this one's uh, it would depend on the band but going and so find a band that's kind of similar to you, has a similar audience, uh, and following people who follow them or liking photos of people who follow them, just so kind of your name appears there and maybe they're like, oh, who is this band? I like this band. I know this band. Follow. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll just be like, okay, well, whatever, this band. But then they've seen your name once. Right. Um, and then that could follow into them seeing a poster and like, being more curious and then them seeing another Instagram post of maybe another band um, posted something about that band and then they see the name again and then they're like, okay, now I'm really curious. Usually it takes people about three times for them to actually act on any kind of advertising. Mm. Um, And making sure that they're posting things about not music um, or just bands that they like just not things that are so pushy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a a rule out there for social media people that's uh, 70% of your content should be about things that aren't you and 30 should be about you. Obviously, that's not like a hard and fast rule, mm-hmm. but it's good to think about like being like, hey, these are our friends who are playing this show this day. We really like them or somebody releases a new album, single, whatever, promoting that stuff too and making sure you're not like super narcissistic on your social media and it's not just all about you because mm-hmm. that again gets really annoying. And it's it's a community, especially in Winnipeg. Like it's, it's big, but it's still really small. So promoting your friends, like you likely have a lot of friends in the music industry here. So yeah, talking about them, helping each other out. That's really important too. So you'll go into their, you'll have access to their social media. Yeah. So if, like, someone were to post something on, like, you said you need to do a breakfast post on Tuesday and they did it on Monday, would you delete it? No. Oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you didn't follow like, no. my schedule. <laughs> Those are the rules. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I nothing wouldn't. strict like that. No. Uh, it's more of a guidance thing. Right. Because it's easy to let slip. It's, uh, there's no hard deadlines with social media. There's, um no real consequence, I guess, of not doing it, but there's a huge benefit to doing it. Right. So making sure people are just sort of on top of it mm-hmm. is more of it. There are some stuff that uh, when Spotify comes out with new features of being able to post things, when I'm doing advertising for people, like social media advertising, I'll make sure I'm setting all of that up. Uh, just to make sure it's done properly and all of the right audiences are checked. There's so much, like, that's 
a whole other conversation is just social media advertising. Um, That's so... We did an ad once, and it was really strange. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to predict, uh, even though you can select so many different targets and a million different things. Especially, well, Facebook and Instagram are sort of one and the same, because Instagram is owned by Facebook. And the advertisement for Instagram is through Facebook. So they're essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they want you to put a lot of money behind it. Yeah. The kind of sad part is that you need to be putting money behind stuff to reach new people. But then once you put money behind something, they want you to do it again. So they'll kind of take your organic reach down. So, yeah, it's super tricky. That sucks. Yeah. And I notice that every time I post something, they tell me how much money I need to, like, yeah. put into That's it. Oh, if, you put, <laughs> if you put $16 behind it, you'll get 2,600 more views on this. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what do views get? I don't know. I want likes. Give me yeah. the likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want, like, genuine engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think paid advertising is really going to get you, like, genuine engagement. Mm-hmm. It's it's the regular posting, the commenting on other people's stuff, uh, reposting things. That's the stuff that's going to actually get you reach and that like engagement that you want people to give you. Like if you start commenting on somebody's stuff a lot, not a lot that it's annoying, but just regularly, they're more likely to comment on your stuff. Uh, if you ask questions, people will answer mm-hmm. and that brings your engagement up a lot. So yeah, there are sort of a few things you can do. But yeah, paid paid advertising on social media is so strange. Never mind like Snapchat. I that's a whole different beast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have Snapchat. Me neither. It was really difficult to keep up with. Yeah. It's just so constant. And Kylie Jenner doesn't like it anymore, so, so it's so dead. It's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can brush our hands with that one. Yeah. Uh yeah. We could blame it on Kylie. <laughs> I mean if your audience again, it depends on your audience, but if your audience is super young, mm-hmm. The, the youngins love Snapchat, which is terrifying because you're asking them to like stare into a camera, looking at themselves, talking to a camera like 24-7. Yeah. People who use Snapchat use it like seven hours of the day. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And I in have... formative years, like a 13-year-old girl. Ugh. Yeah, it's a little terrifying. I have a cousin who just like will Snapchat back for like streaks or something. Oh, yeah, and yeah. like you can and it's see nothing. your streaks it's like with a black different screen. people. Yeah. It's just very strange that people really want to engage. Like they want to talk to each other three hundred days in a row. That's really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For and some sometimes reason. it's not even talking. It's just like a here's a yeah, photo just, of like, a wall. Yeah, it's yeah. a photo. Yeah, I had someone try yeah. and like get into that, and it was like this isn't quality anymore. Like yeah, we're not having a me. conversation. Yeah, <laughs> there's no text yeah. streaks, so it, that's why no. it's so serious. That like, can't you message Snapchat if your streak is broken, and like give them a reason why? Like, oh, oh like, really? My phone, like I wasn't in data, so oh like, my gosh, I didn't know that. Through, and they'll reset it for you because that's how much it means to some of these people. Oh, yeah, that's so strange. It's it's really strange how much social media matters to like young younger people, like those like these fake numbers in their head like there was um i was working at uh, a bike shop and you could like spin this wheel to win a prize but my like my um like you can spin it if you follow us on instagram 
So there yeah. was one group of like very young kids who had just started university, so 18 years old probably or 17. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, come up and spin the wheel. And one kid had his hand up and I was like, you just have to follow us on Instagram first and let go of the wheel. <laughs> and I was like, why would you follow us on Instagram? And he's like, oh, I don't want to. And I'm like, are you worried about like your numbers yeah. or something? And he's like, yeah, like I need to stay under 200 so I can't follow you. And oh, I was like, wow. Spin the wheel and follow us for like a second. It's like you wouldn't do it. It was really strange. Yeah, that so, is strange. Do you think that, since we were talking about this, do you think that social media is going to change now when people are becoming like too cool to engage? That generation of people that need those like, do you think that your your strategy would change for that age group? Yeah, probably. I mean, when when we're talking about that, like that particular situation. And that, like, staying under 200. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might be, like, totally impossible. But, again, it depends on who those kids are. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what the habits of that kid is. Right, but right, yeah. um, they seem uh, like they're not going to engage with anything they don't want to engage with to begin with. So you would have to either be, like, super genuine and, like, give that person a really good reason to follow you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, geez, I don't know. That's so hard. Or people that follow you, and then you follow them, and they unfollow you. Yeah, such a strange... Games, games, games. Yeah, yeah. But now we're getting into things that, like... Uh, (laughs) We're just, like, (laughs) future... (laughs) I've got a question kind of pertaining to this. My parents have always kind of told me that you know, social media is bad. It's like this evil thing. But in certain aspects, like for the forks and for bands, like it gives you that much needed exposure. And it's a good thing mm-hmm. when it's used as as that tool. How do you balance? Like, is there a balance? Like when my parents tell me social media is evil, I'm like, yeah, because I will think of the person who doesn't want to go over 200. Right. Or, like the way it like sort of shapes you socially. But it's yeah. also... A tool? Yeah. So, so strange. I, I don't know what the question was in No, I, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> this is turning into like a ph- philosophical... <laughs> yeah. like, do well, you, like do it's important it's stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's evil. I think there are definite <laughs> downsides for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think it's healthy to be taking pictures of yourself all the time and posting things about like just a hundred selfies or whatever. Like that's not healthy. That's a level of narcissism I don't think anybody could function at health like being healthy um but I'm always very conscious about what kind of things I'm taking on and I'm not promoting things that I don't think people actually like want to see or care about Mm -hmm. so I'm I think I'm using it in a healthy way same with the forks like I'm telling people to do stuff like come out like ride your bike here instead of taking your car Mm -hmm. uh listen to this band that has really good music or come to this festival and have a really nice time. Um, so I'm, I'm all, I'm never going to be like, do this thing. That's not good for you, uh, on social media. But when you're using it personally, I think that's totally different. Uh, you spend a ton of time scrolling on your phone, looking at other people's lives and it gets you thinking about your own life and what could be different. How can I, get that outfit how can i like look more like that so like why didn't i get invited to that party that kind of stuff 
I think that's where it gets a little murky and not super healthy. Then I think it's just a matter of being like having a bit of self restraint. Just just try not to go on it all the time. Yeah. Um, as a person who works in social media, I'm still not going to tell you to be on your phone all the time and constantly be on social media because that's not healthy. Like, take your week break if you want from social media. Only go on it once a day for 15 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, if that's what you need to do to be healthy, please do that. Uh, but that's not something that you can always do because you yeah. have got to be engaging and doing all this. So are, are there things, tips that you do to make sure that you don't let uh, social media make you into a narcissist or make, <laughs> you know, turn you into someone who takes... 20 selfies or yeah. someone who has to have the perfect grid. Yeah. Um, depends on who you are. Uh, personally, I don't give a whole lot of energy into my own social media just because I'm doing it for other people constantly. Uh, but I think that sort of 70-30 rule is maybe a good thing to go back to. Like, mm -hmm. only 30% should be your face or, like, you. Um... On Facebook, share articles that you like, uh, share music that you like, engage with people, ask questions. Uh, again, Jen Dirksen, like probably their personal social media is one of my favorites because it's concert photos, it's other photos they're taking, it's uh, the B&B stuff, it's articles, it's events, it's a bunch of different things. It's not just look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's sort of a good example I would go to. Uh, yeah, they do personal social media really, really well. I, w I wish I could get to that level. But again, I just don't have the time. And to keep <laughs> myself healthy, I will not. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to go to who has really great social media. That's a great personal one. Are there any like bands, businesses other than the Forks <laughs> yeah. that is doing a really good job right now that people should be paying attention to? Uh, I really I really like Begonia, mm -hmm. Alexa Dirks' social media. Her personality comes through so much. It's not just... I mean, lately it is because she's on tour, but uh, it's a lot of, like, her in bed. It's a lot of her personality. You know who Alexa is through her social media, or at least what she wants people to see, mm -hmm. which it, it feels very honest. Mm -hmm. It's really nice pictures. She's very careful about her photographers, but it's also uh, just tour photos, silly stuff. Uh, that one's really good. A sort of more serious one would be Anderson Pack. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also a visual artist, so everything looks really nice. If you're looking for an aesthetic, that one's probably really, really good. Um, an interesting one is SC Mira. I guess they're called Eflo now. Eflo, yeah. yeah. Uh, the way that they like their look is so defined, their brand is so defined, and that comes through in their social media really, really well. And they're starting to do those like big pictures. Yeah, like they All had the really big. It was even bigger than the the nine, I guess it was eighteen. Wow. Uh that's new. That's when they announced their new name. Yeah. So it was a pretty big deal and you want people to see that. So I think they did a pretty good job of that and switching everything over pretty seamlessly. If you, here's a question. If you are posting a huge grid like that, which picture do you like? 
do you like? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't. He wouldn't you, like You it. don't post those for likes. Oh, yeah. Mm. You post them for when people look at your feed and they see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see those in my feed, I'm probably not going to like them. But if I see a portion of something I know is bigger, I'm going to go to their feed. But if I'm already following you, there's not a huge benefit to it because usually you want people to go to your feed so they hit follow at the top. But if I'm already following you, it's just so I'm seeing the full nine thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, in Eflo's case, it was like, I do want to see the whole nine thing because it's announcing a new name. Mm-hmm. So they kind of tease to it. And then you see the whole thing in there, mm-hmm. in their feed, which is kind of cool. Per, like, I went to each and every one of their... Oh, really? And liked them all? Thing. No, I didn't oh. like any of them. But I went to see which ones had the most likes. Oh. And just, like, it was it's just interesting that, like, <laughs> the the two women's faces were in one, and that got a lot of likes. And then, like, this weird, like, corner of one of the guy's hips got a lot, too. And I was like, <laughs> why are these the two that got the most? Like, I just didn't understand. Yeah, that is interesting. On. We'll look back on that. Because that might be... Um the time that they put po- i can imagine that they would have posted them all in pretty quick succession but right. yeah i don't know that yeah yeah you it's typically so won't do that for likes right yeah so the grid i think you made a good point about you kind of tease something so people are more inclined to go to the the band's actual profile what are other tips like like grid like things where you can kind of attract people's attention a little bit more yeah, I think that's where engagement comes in, like actually trying to get people to see the grid, I guess. With the grid, you just want to make sure that f- photos are nice, first of all, uh, and that they're different from each other. They're not all kind of the same color. They have a bit of contrast. Uh, they include different amounts of negative space. Uh, just, yeah, just different. You could take it very seriously where generate like generate cakes, they have a very like rigid grid and they post this style, this style, this style, this style, all in a row. Like they have a very calculated kind of way of doing it. I don't think that works for a band. It does it doesn't work for the forks either. Uh different with a product. But it's just about getting people to see your name. So commenting on things, that helps a lot, because then people see your name in the comment. Uh, liking things, so people, liking things of people that don't already follow you, so your name pops up, or your profile pops up in the, like, so-and-so liked your photo, Mm -hmm. so then they'll be like, who's that, and click on it, and if you have a really nice grid and a really nice looking profile, then they're more likely to follow you than if it's kind of messy, and uh, people don't really, like, they want to follow you for consistent, solid content, so if it's just kind of, this is a really nice photo, and this is a kind of mediocre one, and they don't work together at all, and it's just kind of, yeah, messy and inconsistent, they're less likely to. It really depends on your audience and who it is. If it's, um, I don't know, like some <coughs> guy who just really likes music and doesn't super care about aesthetics, that doesn't matter to them. But if it's um, kind of like a like a basic girl who really cares about how her profile looks. She's going to care about how the profile looks of the people who she's following. So yeah, it really depends on your audience. Mm-hmm. Always trying to like make sure you know who you're talking to and what they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find something that's really interesting right now with this sort of anti-aesthetic. Mm. Like 
anti-fashion aesthetic and like yeah. anti-social media aesthetic which is like someone will just like post a like picture of like their like a zoomed up picture on their lead singer's face that's like completely grainy and ridiculous yeah. and you're just like why is this like what is your opinion on things like that as much as it's anti-aesthetic that is an aesthetic right it's personality yeah and that depends on their audience too if their <laughs> audience likes shit like that Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah so. it's a swearing podcast. Actually, Alexa made it a swearing podcast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if they, like, <laughs> if they like that stuff, then yeah, go for it. Or if you just want to do it, do it. Try it. See how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's social media, so like, don't take yourself too seriously. Some right. people get stuck in that, too. It's like, you can delete things. You can, well, I mean, like, don't do anything crazy that you're going to regret, but... Yeah, you can delete stuff. You can play around. Like, do whatever you want, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's just social media. Yeah. 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 As important as it is, it's it's really, like, not a serious thing. I've got a burning question. Ooh. Ooh, tell me. Have you ever posted a photo to a different account when it was supposed to go to the Forks? And yes. it was on a band page? Uh, yes. Or is it something? A normal? million times. <gasps> I really? really? Yeah. Mostly Instagram stories, because I'll just, like, swipe side and take the post or whatever and post mm-hmm. it. Uh, I usually figure it out pretty quickly and delete it. Has there been a time when you didn't? No. Okay, that's No. Good. That's good. That would be funny, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, a picture of my friends on the Forks social media. That would be good. It's like, oh, okay, I'll come to the Forks, yeah? <laughs> are they yep. Are they there? Yeah. Do they want to <laughs> Not even them? a photo at the Forks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, they have living rooms at the Forks now. That's nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, I can't talk about that yet. There's fun stuff coming to the Forks. Oh. Always, but yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. But you can't talk about it. No. That's okay. Not yet. You'll figure it out. It, it won't take that long. Uh, on other pages like have you ever been in a sort of not crisis situation but someone has commented on something that someone has been like oh shit what do i do oh yeah that happens at the forks all the time people love a reason to complain um especially well the forks is a a place where people feel a sense of ownership i think they uh, a lot of people go to the forks and they like feel like it's their space because it is a public space. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, people people definitely will disagree. They'll point stuff out, say, like, we do a lot of work with Indigenous communities. We uh, just renamed South Point, which is the area across the old rail bridge with the big painting on the kind of weight part, mm-hmm. yep. uh, to Zobin, which was a, uh, an Ojibwe name that means... Two rivers. It's uh, there was a, a naming ceremony and two elders chose the name and it's going to be sort of a space where we have a bit of a like an outdoor gallery and a ceremony space and a tons of indigenous art mm-hmm. and we made that announcement and some people say it's not enough and that could be a fair argument but we're trying like we're doing what we can we're we work with indigenous people constantly on every project project we do we have a a board of people essentially that consult on every single thing uh but people don't know that so they'll kind of attack they'll we've had uh, i did 
uh, a fundraiser that was sort of strange. And people, it was the the CEO sleepout. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sort of right out of school and took this contract with Pop and it the optics for that aren't awesome. It's a bunch of CEOs sleeping out for one night and a lot of people see that as them pretending to be homeless uh, where their intention is to spend the night outside so they can chat with uh, people who are on the street and somehow find solutions and create conversation. But that's not what people see it as. So they'll they'll fight with you on social media. And it's just sort of about like responding to it is really just telling them the facts. So being like, yeah, okay, I understand that that's how you see it, but this is how it is. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. It's mm-hmm. just people yelling for no reason. The like parking at the forks. That's a conversation I have constantly with people online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just really no fighting with them. It's being like, well, we use that money to do all of the free, like Canada Day, New Year's Eve, uh, getting the toilets to flush, like keeping the lights on, (laughs) like uh, paying our employees. All of that comes from, not all of it, but most of it comes from parking dollars. So we need parking dollars to keep the forks running. If you want the forks, that's just how it is. Or even better, ride your bike, walk. Take public transportation. Mm-hmm. That we would love even more. Uh, but usually the people who fight are the people in the suburbs who uh, don't want to ride their bike that far. Mm-hmm. And that's a fair point. And then it's like, well, I can't I can't really argue with you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does but, it get frustrating, like, having to kill people with kindness kind of deal when it's like, yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. like doing something good? Yeah. 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 There are definitely times where... Uh, I'll, like, yell to myself. (laughs) Uh, A lot of people forget that there's a person behind all of this. uh, Mm -hmm. And even though it's not an attack towards me, it's it's the Forks or this fundraiser or this festival that I work on. There's a person behind it and a person who has to deal with that stuff. Uh, But it's also kind of just like, okay, well, maybe this is an exercise in patience. And trying to educate people or maybe they'll see it in a different way because I can explain myself, but myself being the organization I'm working for. So it definitely gets hard sometimes. And uh, I have to take a step back sometimes and just like let the message sit there for, or the comments sit there for 15 minutes, an hour, whatever I need, just to be able to answer it with a level head, especially when you're kind of having that same conversation over and over again. It's like, ah, ah. I'd ah, just Google it or like read something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> read Do you ever something. just copy and paste comments? Like uh, I try not to. Thing? Uh, yeah, I've definitely like tweaked things a little bit, but mm-hmm. you can tell if if you see if somebody comments something and I respond to it, and then somebody comments a similar thing and I comment the exact same thing, and they see that they're not gonna they're already mad, and then if they see that <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be even more mad. Right. So, yeah, I try not to do that. Sometimes with, like, private messages, when people message whatever organization I'm working for, then I will if we already have, like, a key message, I guess, or a response and we expect something to happen. And, like, when we implemented parking at the Forks, we want people to know that that money goes to, like, right back into the Forks doing good things for the people who come to the Forks. Mm -hmm. So then we kind of have a base message and we're like pasting that and kind of editing it to whatever they ask. Yeah. 
when I was working for the exchange, I just finished the job, but it was like bike lanes. Mm. If anybody had a problem with the bike lanes, they had to like email me. So I just had like an FAQ pretty much for myself personally. Yeah. So if someone's just like, what about the winter? I could just like paste that in and like, what about this? And yeah. you can just like give them those, you know, answers because it's really hard when someone's just like yelling at you and you're yeah. like, I didn't. I didn't put these in. I'm not a construction worker. Yeah, it's like these were not my the choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm lucky that I have. Uh, there's another person on the Forks marketing team. Oh, great. That there, we're a team of three. I'm technically not a Forks employee, but I've had a contract with them for years now. I don't even really remember how long. Um, so I'm I'm treated like an employee, and they're really good to me. And there's a. Uh, the other person on the marketing team, sometimes I can just be like, I can't do this right now. Can you please respond to this? Uh, and that's really helpful to kind of have another person. Uh, but those are sort of like, that only happens, I'd say, once a month. Uh, that seems like a lot, but the Forks has like 70,000 followers or something like that. And then you add on all the other platforms. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly a really fun experience because I just get to do all the fun things at the Forks and then tell people about it on the internet. So it's, yeah, or like music festivals. Music festivals are even better because I just get to like take photos of bands, which is sort of like ha- another way I got into doing this kind of stuff is I would do a lot of concert photography. So now I get to do concert photography and then post those photos to an account that has already a ton of followers and talk about it so it's super fun i just get to hang out and yeah talk about things what are some of the not fun things not talking about responding to people but like if if it's i don't want to sound insensitive because i know that you have skills that are required for it but if it's just a fun thing that you know like just take pictures and like what are the hard parts of it or else everybody would just be taking pictures if that's what they could do for a living totally yeah um I think, like, so the hard part of it is the, one of the hard parts is making sure you do it all the time, having that kind of PR brain, so you're thinking of how other people see things, um, knowing how to talk to a voice, so I'm not writing something as if it were me, I'm, I'm, the Forks has kind of a personality, so I'm writing for the Forks' personality and knowing how to do that. Uh, grammar, knowing just like having a good eye is Mm -hmm. important and knowing the best ways to do things. So if I'm posting a link to a blog post uh, or I'm the, the goal is to promote this blog post. I know that the best ways to do it are to post it on Facebook as like that link preview to erase the link and to write a very short little caption because the Facebook algorithm is already bringing down the post in the algorithm because it has a link to outside Facebook. Mm. So, and then if you put more words in it, it's bringing you down even more. And knowing that there are certain trigger words like tag, comment, um, those kinds of things will bring the post down in the algorithm further. So knowing those kinds of things... uh, And then to take that blog post further, I will post it. I know that Instagram stories do super well because the Forks does have that swipe up feature. 
that does really well for blog posts. I know that on Twitter, it's about giving snippets of information in the blog post and telling people to read more and then posting about it often. Whereas right. on so Facebook... So it's like a lot of work. Oh, it's tons of work. It's hours and hours. Like, for the Forks, uh, I work about 20 hours a week at the Forks just on social media, and I write their blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blog content is sort of easier because, well, it's easier than writing, say, a whole article, because usually it's mo- ma- mainly photos, and people, I just write, like, a little bit of stuff, mm-hmm. mostly listicles. So they're pretty, like, easy, fun things to write, so I'm not spending a ton of time writing. I'm spending all that time on social media and making sure that people, like, I'm commenting on things, making sure I'm liking things, making sure I'm spending at least this amount of time going through the feed, uh, liking the photos that were tagged at the Forks, at the Forks market, uh, even just Winnipeg in general, and doing that for the common too. So for the common, I there's like hashtag meet me at the Forks. So liking all of the photos that go Oh my like, gosh. It's, it's so much screen time. It is. It's tons. I'm constantly wow. on my phone. Uh, but I mean, other people are constantly staring at a computer so right my job is just a smaller screen i guess right so it's like it's a trade-off it's not like you're having a ball all the time it's like you're actually working totally yeah and uh it's about knowing to do the things like liking the photos that people location tag at the forks instead of like tagging us in it because they might not know about our instagram account so if i like their photo they're gonna follow me yeah Oh, wow. You are brilliant. (laughs) There's so much stuff that you have to know. I had no idea that this took so much Yeah, and setting goals for yourself. So say, like, for the common, I have a goal of how many followers I want to reach for a certain amount of time and how many followers I need per week to reach that. And, uh, yeah, it involves spreadsheets and calendars, just like any other job. Being a good photographer really, really helps because, I mean, Instagram. Instagram is where I spend most of my time because I think that's where people spend most of their time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, it's photo-driven. I'm very lucky with the forks that people take a lot of great photos of the forks, so I can do a lot of reposting and share those photos, which is important, too. Uh, yeah, but being a good photographer is super important. Being a good writer is super important. If you post a bunch of typos, like, that that doesn't look good for the forks. So I need to make sure my grammar is on point and that I, I, again, like writing in that voice. So there is a ton of work that goes into it. I have a question about voice. So something that really gets me sometimes is when like something like the Fort Gary Hotel will be like, holla. And you'd be like, why are you trying to, you know, yeah. like. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, why Hello, are you trying kids. to appeal to us like this? Like, do you ever have to alter the way that you're talking? Because people think that the Forks is like, an, as an identity, like an old person, right? Like, that's what you would imagine it as. Like, you yeah. imagine that, like, the Forks is literally typing it with, like. Yeah, like, you know, the the Forks is your old aunt Edna you bring in from Edmonton, and yeah, yeah. that's the lady writing it, yeah. Um, so is there ever times that you have to, like, okay, wait, I can't say holla, because I'm, I'm supposed to be this old Forks lady? Yeah, it, it super depends on yeah. your audience, but yeah, that is, like, 
your example of Fort Gary saying hollow. Like I would imagine they Fort Gary. They haven't, I don't think. <laughs> but <laughs> no as plan. an example, right. like Fort Gary's audience would be people that are, this is an assumption, but people that are like a bit wealthier who are traveling or having like a little staycation or coming to Ten Spa. Like they have money. They um, want to go to the Palm Lounge and have a very nice meal. And they're like, probably a bit older so they're not gonna say things like holla they're gonna use like pretty i think formal language um the forks i get to play around a little bit but it's yeah it's about knowing who your audience is but if uh what if you're trying to change your audience what if the fork gary were to want younger people to be paying attention to them then they would have to change everything everything (laughs) (laughs) like it's too hard (laughs) yeah You Renovate lose. your entire hotel. Yeah, I guess yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, know your own. Well, I people. mean, the Forks is a, I guess, a good example of that because it's gone through a lot of change in the last few years with mm-hmm. the addition of the Common, the shops change a lot, and uh, we had an entire branding redo. We redid the entire website. We got a new logo. We did all of that stuff. Um, I think the way that people used to look at the Forks is uh, the place you go when your family's in town and they want to be like, show me Winnipeg, and you bring them to the Forks because it's the place to go when you have tourists in town. Um, so it was kind of that older voice. People didn't really go there to just hang out. They would have a pretty like firm reason for going there. Mm-hmm. But now um, it's much more a place where you say, like, I will meet you at the Forks and like, let's have a beer mm-hmm. and let's just go have a meal because the food is so good now. Uh, not that it wasn't then, but it's so, like, uniquely Winnipeg now. Uh, there's Pacero, like, a really high-end restaurant there. And there's also Skinner's. Right. And I think they're, like, right next to each they other. They are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we did kind of go through a bit of a shift. Uh, but we changed everything. That's... We repaint. We got rid of all of the teal on the inside of the building, right. of the market building. Because uh, people associate that color with the forks. Our mm. logo used to be like that used to be in our brand colors. Not anymore. Uh, so yeah, we we changed it all. So our voice changes. Our voice becomes younger. Our voice becomes uh, a little bit more uh, hip, I guess. <laughs> air quotes. Yeah. Air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. air quotes over there. So do you find the audience is younger now? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our audience is mainly between 25 and 35, uh, which is way different than how it used to be. I think it was a lot of old people going to the Forks and to have their coffee at Tallgrass, which they still do. Mm-hmm. I love my coffee and cinnamon bun at Tallgrass. Oh, cinnamon buns are so good. Oh, God, yeah. Every... Uh, I have the pleasure of getting to know all of these people really, really well. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Tabita from uh, Tallgrass is one of them who is just such a lovely human. And every time she's like, oh, darling, darling, come, I'll give you a cinnamon bun and <laughs> wraps me up a cinnamon bun. And uh, yeah, there's a, the the Forks is such a, an awesome community of people. And uh, like the people at Fools and Horses, which is new, the, the staff at the Common, they're all so nice and they all love the Forks so much. So it's such a great environment to be in. And e- sometimes even if I'm not doing Forks work, I will go hang out at the Forks and just work from the bar or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I am so lucky that I have the the like the like ability to do that. I can just work from wherever. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely place. I love it so much. Um, we've got to wrap up pretty shortly, but I've got a, one more question. Go for it. You have to pick a favorite. Oh, fuck. Favorite place to eat 
in the forks. It's a swearing podcast. That's yeah, okay. I know. Uh, I know what I do with <laughs> Fusion. Fusion? Fusion. Fusion. I haven't been to the... Uh, the... Is Fusion right across from the common? Sorry. It's, um, it's on the end towards Fools and Horses, on the other side of Pacero. Oh, uh, where Human Bean used to be? No, that's where, <laughs> oh, I don't remember Is where that, Human oh, Bean was. Red Ember, I think. Red, yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah. Okay. okay on the so other side of Red Ember. What like is Like across fusion? the hallway. It's a sushi place. Oh, nice. Probably the best sushi I've had in the city. I haven't been to their actual restaurant, which is unfortunate. I have to go super soon, probably. But uh, yeah, their ramen is so good. They have this uh, salmon poke bowl that is, it's, they got jalapeno, so it's a little bit spicy, but it's so refreshing. It's like the best thing if I'm shooting outside all day and then I'm super hot and I want to come in and have something really nice. And that's probably my favorite. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming thank on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you so gave fun. so much valuable information for literally everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a social media, yes. just listen to this. Yeah, now the paper Band cut account company. is going to blow up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have all these tips. Yeah. We're not going to release We should have yeah. wrote it down. <laughs> just uh, keep it all for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody listened to this episode. This is all ours. Please, please, please. Okay, ready? Thank, thank you, you for cutting, cutting deep with us on Paper Cut Podcast. Thanks. Welcome back. Uh, we've only done this once before where we've made someone come back on once we've already said goodbye. But Laura was telling us about uh, monetization through YouTube and how Facebook doesn't like it. So if you could go back to what you were saying about that. Huge Rec- band tip. Yeah, huge yeah. band tip. Huge yes, band. yes, for all the, the music people. Um, so YouTube and Facebook aren't exactly friends because they're they're competitors, like direct competitors as far as video goes. So uh, Facebook, if you put a link to YouTube in the Facebook post, it will bring it so far down in the algorithm. People will hardly see it. It will not get the traction that you hope it will get um, just because it knows it's YouTube. So what I would recommend is that people have a teaser of the video. So with music, like the, the audio is super important so i would say create a little teaser 20 to 30 seconds don't put any audio in it so people have to go to youtube to hear the song and the full video post a very little kind of caption in the post and then link to the youtube uh like the full full video in youtube in the first comment instead of in the post because then it doesn't detect that you're trying to get people to go to YouTube, but people will still see it because it's the first comment. Brilliant. And then Huge. <laughs> you get the money from it if 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 that's what you're doing, the, the monetization in YouTube and using Facebook as a means to get there. So good. And what's your business coming up January, just in case you need more of these? <laughs> Not students? quite January. Oh, sorry. Um, sometime in the new year, I'm working out the kinks. Uh, but it'll be called Leisure Suite. It will be somewhat of a record label, somewhat of a uh, a fee-for-service kind of PR, social media, marketing thingamajig. Uh, right. Yeah, sometime next year. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, so let's not do the full exit again, but can we say thanks? Thanks. But, okay. Oh. Three, two, one. Th- <laughs> thanks. Thanks.